Hello, this is Karsten, and this is the Black Dorm Music Argument. Today, I am joined by... Barry. Yeah, it is. It's Barry. And we're going to be talking about uh, expanding your musical collection. Uh, so the album that I have chosen today to, uh, as you'll probably find out, force Barry to listen to, um, is uh, an album by the band Senses Fail called From the Depths of a Dream. Uh, and it's a it's an EP. It's about 30 minutes long. Uh, and uh, yeah, Barry, what was your immediate reaction after hearing this thing? Let's just rip the band-aid um, off. Hatred and discontent. Hatred and discontent. Wow. Well, I was feeling very um, my age when I listened to it. And it's funny because these guys are probably about the same age, maybe slightly younger than I am. And if I were to listen to it when this came out, uh, 2002, 2003, Carson will get into that a little later. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it would have been more, you know, finding my uh, my... My, you know, I, w I would have been kind of going along with them more, and then listening to it would be a bit of, you know, listening to a favored past. But at that time, you know, I just never really discovered this band, so it was my first listen. And did you listen to anything of this type of genre? I mean, really, this was out of the. So, so talking a little bit, and I'll, I'll actually talk for a bit, and then I'll let you talk again. Okay. So this was um, initially it was recorded, it released under uh, ECA Records. Um, and it was there were only 300 copies made available. It was a record label based in New York. Um, don't believe there were too many bands on that at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but hit my microphone a little bit. Sorry. Um, it was then picked up by uh, Drive Through Records, which Drive Through Records was kind of a, a an, an, it, it had a lot of stuff going on there. Um, mm -hmm. This was according to uh, Doctor Wikipedia the 38th album to be released. Or record to be released on there. Some of the bigger names that were on there on uh, Drive Through Records be Newfound Glory, um, Finch, Phoenix TX, um, let's see, Hidden in Plain View, Homegrown, a couple on there. Um, I'm personally a big fan of the Movie Life. If you haven't ever checked them out, I'll probably do that. Mm -hmm. I'll do one of their albums at some point. Um, but it was then picked up by Drive Through Records and re-released about six months later on Drive Through Records, where beforehand it had been released again on ECA. So, um, really, it had slightly different tracking. And I'll say, for me, I remember before the album was available, it had been passed around on the good old cassette tape. Okay. Yay! And so, um, you had a copy yes, of a I was, copy of a copy? I had a copy of a copy of a copy that someone probably downloaded off the internet and converted over, because <laughs> that was the time. But we all still had tape decks in our car. So sure. I was a CD-carrying, but cassette deck in the in the car kind of guy at that a point. a cassette played in a car usually sounded better than your CD player plugged into the janky cassette adapter. I would not disagree with you on that. <clears throat> But, I mean, this was a time when I would still get mixtapes from friends, and I'd make mixtapes for friends. And um, I remember getting this this album in not this order uh, before it was really available and falling in love with it. And then I kind of followed Census Fail through the years. Um, it, I will say it, they, they took a turn for me after a little bit that I was mm -hmm. not necessarily quite as in love with them. Um, oh, also, backing up, if you're checking out this album, again, From the Depths of a Dream by census fail you have to make sure you have the 2003 release because they re-released the album in 2019 where it was reimagined where they went back with current band members and with 
what sounds like a, a lot of vocal processing and re-recorded the whole album. And it is not the same. It is just doesn't have the same feeling of it. Where the thing about it at this point is, and I think that what what uh, Barry would be talking about earlier is, you hear the angst, you hear the the anger, you hear the the emotion in it, whether or not it necessarily ties to you. Right. It, it's something you can hear that in the recording. Yeah. Now, if you imagine those same guys, and if you haven't listened to this, Barry, you should go and just give it a couple listens through. <laughs> It's it's polished and it's refined and it's not gritty. It's smooth and it mm-hmm. just seems weird when you're talking about, you know, anger and love and depression and, you know, suicide and all of these things and your horrible dreams. Yeah, really having it all like really clean and put together. It's just, it just doesn't feel right. Right. Um, but again, the 2003 release is different. Um, so there is a little bit of the history on how it was. Where, where it was released, how I first heard it, and uh, yeah. So is there something in particular you really can't stand about it, or just the whole getting caboodle? Well, okay. I mean, I think, basically, I think I'm separated from my youth due to age, uh, as not have listened to it, like I said, but I was just, I was probably also in kind of a shitty mood, which is like, you try to like force yourself into an album because you you know we've been trying to get content recorded so I kind of like rage listened to it four times in a row one day and <laughs> probably not the best way to listen to music sometimes but um, so I but if it was Rage Against the Machine would oh, you, you rage listen to a Rage Against the Machine well you album? know here I want to I want to mention though that like I I don't know what kind of music you imagine me listening to in the early two thousands but. I remember listening to a lot of like um, garbage. You were late bloomer. It was probably like Smash Mouth. No, um, it was just the Shrek soundtrack on re- repeat. Sure, yeah. Um, Bahamas. Well, I, I was listening to a lot of um, late end of run uh, swing revival. Uh, you know, new stuff that was written and kind of like, I mean, stuff you can't you couldn't even find. So you know, I. I don't have a lot of music that I illegally downloaded, but there are some albums from some of these late swing revival guys out of New York and Canada that I had to that I that I stole their albums because I couldn't find them and I couldn't even that the record companies that own their material were, went into receivership or something, so I couldn't even like mail them a check, which I had thought about because that's the kind of dork I am. But um, I was listening to you know like a, you know Portishead and. Uh, you know, just a lot of, just a mishmash. I had, I remember I discovered, uh, at the time I think it was called Yahoo Music was the first music subscription I had. So, and it was probably pretty poor quality, but I remember just right around 2001 to 2003, uh, that's where I was, you know, the first years of me working at an office and I'd have, uh, I'd have that on my uh, PC running at work and, uh, plug in my headphones, the computer, because, that's back in the days of the candy bar phone, and I wasn't playing anything on my phone. So, um, <laughs> but no, that was uh, I was experiencing a lot of new music. So it's not like I was sticking my head in a, a hole, and I was listening to some stuff that I would consider a little gritty, you know. Uh, also, that was kind of like the the uh, Metallica "Load Reloaded" had just come out, you know, not too long before that when I was in college. So I was kind of a little on the edge of metal but not like death metal. And I think 
I really like I've pointed this out before in another recording. I can't remember which one it was, but I I respect like death metal artists and their and their technical proficiency, but I completely do not like it because it lacks so much in my mind it lacks feeling and I don't like the guitar tones they use. It it takes this great thing that they're doing and covers it in like a fog and i i know that that's probably the effect that they want but i also think that because that that's a tone that has just become so popular that people use it without thinking so some artists i believe are using it artistically but i think other artists are just trying to fill a niche in the market that says this is the guitar tone you know scoop the mids boost the treble and bass and put on a fuzz pedal so you know it's just like i you know Everybody can dial in that tone when you first get your guitar. And some people just do that and then rip the knobs off, I guess. But that's a personal preference. One of the things that I didn't like about this was their guitar tone. And I actually wrote down, like, the guitar and drums and bass at various times show their skill and depth. But mostly they just make noise. So that's, like, what the shitty guy was thinking when he first listened to this. And uh, I wrote, their amps go to 11, which was witty in my mind at the time but is it really witty do you still stand by how witty that is it is not witty (laughs) i think that again when you're when you're around different types of music like that though just really quick as a as an aside there is a point where you go up they said it and they forget it and there are people who can make amazing amazing sound and amazing creation without going to 80 different guitar pedals and I think that, that that is something that, for me, I can respect a lot of people, that if you can actually make it sing without actually going to the, well, here's another pedal, I'm going to go ahead and hit that, oh, and I'm going to go ahead and hit the Boss DD6 now to get some looping in, and yeah, then I'm no. going to go ahead and... and I mean, that's fair. And, and well, it like, really kind of depends. But and, and, and I'm not saying right or wrong, just I think that there is a point for that. And I think for me, just kind of talking about where I'm coming from, um, I was in high school when this came out. Like, that was, that was kind of the time that I was there, and yeah. I was... Uh, playing music. I was around a lot of music. Um, first house that I moved out of my when I moved out of my 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 home when I was a, a you know 18 years old. I moved in with a metal band. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a point where I also kind of I'll say grew up for. I spent a I spent a lot of time around a lot of different kinds of musicians, including metal. So I think that there is a point where I will respect them a little bit differently than I think you would. Um, also because you're just horribly wrong, and that's just the way it works. So. I mean, well, what can I that. say? Well, I did say that I... <laughs> what were you listening to? Oh, a lot of, like, Swing Revival. What were you listening to? Uh, good stuff. That's really what I was listening to. Yeah, uh, you missed where I also <laughs> mentioned some grittier bands, but sure, go ahead. Um, yeah, good I, point, Metallica, man. You got it. Ooh. I also mentioned Garbage and Portis. Yeah, Head. exactly. That's, is that what we just said? You're listening to Garbage? There you go. Yeah, listen to Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I respect uh, metal and like I'm not uh, like I said, I'm not a big death metal, but more of the uh, the softer metal. I like it. A lot of the things where the <laughs> you like looks... more of like the the adult contemporary metal. <laughs> yeah, I like the softer metals like gold and silver. They, you know, <laughs> you like a nice you like a, a metal with a nice Yanni solo mm-hmm. in the middle of it. I want some yeah. yacht rock metal. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, so um, track listing on this. So I believe that the, my understanding is when it was originally released, there were six tracks, and then when it was re-released, they added two additional tracks to the drive-through records release. Um, and one of them is a, a, a is just a is cover, an acoustic acoustic cover. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me. What what's it? Uh, acoustic cover. Which song was that? If I remember, well, I like that the acoustic cover. Well, and they do a couple of them. Um, the the ground folds was one of the tracks. It's track five actually on Depths of a Dream, and they did that acoustic. Yeah. As the uh, as the uh, one of the two bonus quote unquote tracks, and then um, yeah, Stephen free falling without a parachute. Bloody Romance. Okay, uh, free falling. Reality. Free falling without a parachute, versus, yeah. versus just free falling. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a parachute, you don't even have to measure, mention the parachute. You just free fall. Why isn't it just free falling? Why isn't it just free fall? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could free fall. The idea is that you're free falling to the end. Which I think that there is free falling to not an end, and I think that to that point, if you're talking about it like with a, uh, if if you're listening to um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blinking on his name. Help me, free fall. Now I'm free. That one. Alan Parsons. Parsons. I hate you so much. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Um. God. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening to uh, Free Fallen, it gives you a sense of, like, you're floating. There's freedom. I remember the first job that I quit, I listened to Free Fallen on the way out because I felt free. I felt like things were, ah, oh, I felt so good. It's different when you're talking about, like, the idea, and again, Free Falling Without a Parachute. You're literally going down. Mm-hmm. And and that's a different imagery. It's a different feeling that you, that you get. Yeah. And again, kind of using those two as contrast, the one gives you almost like a... It's almost like a hope, and the other one is despair. And yeah. I think that those two actually kind of blanket in there. Um, and I mean, really, this is this is that screamo, not quite hardcore, not quite post hardcore kind of sound that was going yeah. in. But I mean, the lyrics are very much something that belonged on a live journal page at that time. Oh, and. Yeah. I'm not going to go ahead and say that, like, oh man, these lyrics are incredible, but there are there are definitely some that are uh, better and some some that are worse. I wrote um, one eight seven started laughing at lyrics too emo for me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, now, what did you think of Bloody Romance? Uh, which one was that again? Is that uh, I don't have the track list in front of me. Uh, I listened to it all, but I wasn't looking at the track list where I was listening to it. Bloody Romance was track three. Oh, okay. Uh, You know, I think that's the one where I was thinking about that they were showing a little more feeling on. Um, So to me, out of everything on this album, to me, the one that will always stand out as one that I just, I love it, is is Bloody Romance. And mm -hmm. to me, it's just one of those, it feels so much more put together. It takes you in. Yeah, it's got where, a little more maturity. Yeah, and I mean, again, this this is a debut album. Like, they aren't necessarily like it, they. This is not even a full album release. This is their EP release. Right. And so, to me, like when you listen to it, like if you're expecting an EP release, it's a matter of like, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be as great. You hope that you don't have Weezer Blue on your first album out on your first outing out. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> sorry, just call back since we just did that episode. Oh, I'm gonna get so uh, but, much hate from Weezer fans. <sighs> whatever it's okay all one of our listeners is going to be all pissed off sorry steve in mom albany, steve in <laughs> albany new york i'm so sorry yeah uh but no so bloody romance from like the initial chords the initial plucking 
it brings you in. It takes you on this emotional journey with them. And I think that like that is it's a really solid not opening track. I think that honestly, again, for me, I like all I like this album, mm-hmm. but I feel like I remember listening to it on a cassette tape that the again, the tracks were mixed, and I actually think that arrangement was better, and it started with Bloody Romance. Right. And so Bloody Romance would literally bring you into the adventure that they go on. And and I think for that one, that's the it, the poetry's better, the emotions are better, the instrumentation is better, and I feel like it's kind of their that strength is in that on their EP. Right. So. Um so I wanted to mention something because so like we had decided we were gonna do this album a long time ago. Yeah. A lot of things happened, we kinda of put this back. So like I did a lot of research, wrote a bunch of notes, and then kinda of let it let it sit and really hadn't gone back to it until this weekend. Uh, or last last week, I think Thursday. So I listened to it a couple times while I was mowing my lawn. And I gotta tell you, the the first song, what is it called? Steven or Goodbye Steven? Yeah, Steven. Um I really got to me. Um and it's I think, you know, part of what I was criticizing um, when I was listening to it as an angry dad in his basement was uh, like, oh, he's just screaming and his voice isn't very good. And it, But listening to Steven, while I wasn't really thinking about, you know, I wasn't trying to critique the music at all. I was just mowing the lawn and listening. I really, it brought me back to a very visceral a moment in my life when I learned one of my friends had died and uh, uh, his name was Aaron and I worked with him and then I brewed some beer with him and uh, and then he got in a motorcycle accident and it really uh, affected me and then I I was on vacation when I found out my one of my co-workers texted me and I remember I was brushing my teeth and I, she sent me a text, and I was reading the text, brushing my teeth, and she sent me a link to an article, and I was reading it, and I missed the line, and she, I said, what? And she said, it's Aaron. And I went back and read the article again, because it was an article out of our newspaper here, and, and I just remember sobbing and brushing my teeth, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to leave the bathroom. I just, and, and it, it's one of those things too, where the, the rawness of the music brought out. And even though I've never seen any pictures of what happened, I know essentially how it happened. And it was blunt force. There was a, a incident with a truck that turned in front of him. And that, that blunt force of flesh against semi-rusted steel of a big dumb trailer it's just that kind of horrible feeling the worst way you go out it's like man versus machine just uh, you just hit this big thing and it actually reminded me of a uh, poem that I read in high school which is a relatively famous poem I'm just gonna read it real quick It's uh, The Death of the Ball Turret Gunner uh, by Randall Jarrell. From my mother's sleep, I fell into the state, and I hunched in its belly until my wet fur froze. 
Six miles from the earth, I loosed from its dream of life. I woke to black flack and the nightmare fighters. When I died, they washed me out of the turret with a hose. And it just speaks to that rawness of man versus metal and the gritty the grittiness of death and of losing someone and of course they they wash that truck and it's still probably on the road you know and uh it's it's just that visceral thought of that and the sadness of losing my friend and that rawness of the singer's voice in steven so i gotta say you know after doing all my research and being bitchy, I, I've come to, I've come to uh, have real feelings for this album, this EP, despite uh, thinking it's got some deep failings. They've made they made me feel something very deep, and in that they've succeeded. Which I will say again, talking about music of that that time period, especially that was something that I think was, it was a it it really got to raw emotion in a in a in a in a clear way. Yeah, I think. But, yeah. All right, so uh, I personally think everyone should check it out. I I don't know uh, Barry if that's where you land on this one, or if you're ever going to give it the uh, good old not old man listen. Well, now that you're, uh... I think I've given it the good, the not good old, <laughs> the not old man. Listen, so um, I, I'll probably revisit it from time to time. Uh, I, I again, just because I, <laughs> I know you won't like it, but you should definitely, you should listen to the re-release they did. Oh, last I year. probably will. I mean, come on. I mean, you have I ever backed down from a challenge about music from you? You tried to once with Philosophy of the World. Yeah, you lost. Yeah, I did, and then I think I ended up liking it more than you. That's probably fair. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, this has been Karsten. This has been Barry. And thanks for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's cold, cold outside. outside.